The Last Word on Sport on Today FM. With Carlsberg, official beer partner of the FAI. Probably the best partnership in the world. Get the facts, be drink aware, visit drinkaware.ie. For all us Manchester United fans, it really is a blue Monday today. Manchester City made it to the promised land over the weekend by beating Inter Milan 1-0 to win the Champions League for the first time in the club's history. And in doing so, they became the first English club to do the treble since Alex Ferguson's Manchester United did it back in 1999. To look back on the game, I'm joined now by Mark Lawrenson and Miguel Delaney, Chief Football Writer with The Independent. And Miguel, I might start with you. You were at the game in Istanbul and when we spoke on Friday I think we were all expecting Manchester City to bulldoze uh, through Inter Milan but Rodri's second half goal was all that separated the two sides in the end and is it fair to say that City were there for the taking? I actually think it was yeah and I think as well something we discussed on Friday as well that nerves got to City a little bit just in terms of kind of the scale of the game not necessarily the achievement more I suppose the muscle memory of the Champions League and like what's happened in the last few years also, I think Inter gave them basically as good a game as Inter could have done. Inter got it spot on, I thought. And really, I mean, like this kind of sums up the difference. Say two City subs, Alvarez or Riyad Mahrez, had they been on the Inter side, they would have been the best player in the team. And possibly could have made a difference in Ireland when, when they did manage to reduce the margins. But ultimately, City just had more, which was always going to be the case, even if it didn't quite happen in the way we expected yeah, what were your thoughts after watching the game on, on Saturday evening, Mark? Because you did kind of get the sense as you were watching the 90 minutes unfold that Inter were effectively stopping City from playing the game that they know and love so well. I know they did extremely well, Frank, but this isn't quite, quite often these finals, you, you know, we, we we look at them like a week in front and we, we kind of gee everybody up, it's going to be this and it's going to be that. And, and we always seem to probably overlook the fact a little bit that the underdog, the underdog on the day, you know, what their their whole cause was just to stop City playing, which is exactly what Inter did, and they thought they did it extremely well. Mm. City were the best team, but listen, you, you, Frank, you, you can only win. Um, yes. you, you ask any you ask any Man City player or the manager today, are they bothered? Are they ex? Yeah. And the fact that, you know, for the fact it was it, the, the third for the travel was was brilliant for them. So they never ever classics these games, but. They won, and that's really all that's that in, that's important and that matters to anybody. What, what did you make, Mark, of John Stones's performance? Because I thought he was excellent on on Saturday, and it really has been a brilliant season for him. And you look at at John Stones as a player whose career at City looked over only a few years ago, and he really has flourished under Pep Guardiola. Yeah, and even more so when he's kind of played a slightly different position, which he look, he's very very comfortable for a defender. He's very very comfortable on the ball. Um, and, you know, you'd, you'd say a few years ago, you'd look at him and you kind of think he wasn't particularly great defensively in spotting danger. Now he's, he's as good as anybody and he's very controlled um, in his manner and his, and his demeanour as well. And he passes the ball so well, doesn't give it away, which obviously is a thing you, you, you have to do in, in City's game is, is keep the ball all the time, be available all the time. But defensively in the last, Probably, I don't know, uh, Miguel might know better than me, two, three months, he's been as good as anybody in any league, in any in any country across Europe. Yeah, Miguel, do you want to come in on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, I suppose the defence was so good that, and with John Stones at the head of it, and it's something you wouldn't necessarily expect, that the City fans have actually won their main chance 
of this season has been about it, uh, which literally you agree um, as where the best defence in Europe and leads on John Stone, which, which says enough. And yeah, he was, I mean, in some ways, all right, it was Roger who got the goal, but it was Stones' uh, willingness to, I suppose, beckon Bauer up the pitch that sort of made a difference on the night and in that, in that move that created the opening. Yeah, and look, you'd have to, and you would have seen this from the stadium, heartbreak uh, to watch Kevin De Bruyne hobbling off. Um, his rotten luck in the Champions League final continued, it seems. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as uh, two years ago. I mean, obviously, because they won, and um, I suppose two years ago it was more a 50 50 game. Also, I think two years may be more unfortunate with the nature of the challenge that put him out was this. I think, as he said after the game himself, he kind of knew he wasn't physically right. Um, and it just gave way. I mean, that, that's a, a, a bigger question to be had in all this, and given this has been such a long season, and I think a lot of players have been pushed to the very limit. Yeah, a suspected grade three tear, so a serious tear to his right hamstring is what um, cost him, I suppose, the rest of that game in the Champions League final. And as you say, that does maybe go to show that players are being forced to play too many games, and particularly when you consider that there was a World Cup in the middle of the domestic season as well. It's just been too much for some players. Oh yeah, com- com- completely, completely. I'm sure about Mark. I mean, he, even I suppose the evolution from his day. Well, it's big squads now, mm. but it's 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 still it's so taxing, especially given everything is so monitored to the end. I mean, they, they know exactly at what point players are just on the brink of going into, like Zengi used to put it, the red zone. Yeah. Um, Mark, let's talk about uh, one of Inter Milan's players then that I think we'd all be very familiar with as well uh, through his time at Manchester United and Chelsea and so on. Uh, Lukaku, another big game that he'll want to forget immediately. Yeah. Um, look, it's, it's always difficult, Frank, when, when you come on. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, Inzaghi's saying to him, look, come on, change the game, get us a goal, etc." He, he looked, he looked, <clears throat> excuse me, and he looked like cumbersome as much as anything. And, you know, when the two chances that came to him, he wasn't exactly alive, which obviously if you come on and you don't get the pace of the game, it, it is extremely, extremely difficult. But look, you know, all, all the Inter fans will be saying, look, he could have scored twice. And right, likely he could have scored twice. Mm. But you only throw those players on at the end, Frank, when, when, when you're desperate to change the situation. And they change the situation insofar as, he started to make a couple of opportunities into, but you know, to be honest with you, he, he just looked short on everything, Lukaku. And and you know what, he looked bewildered to me after the at the end of the game, certainly as well. Yeah, um, um, Miguel, let's talk about, I suppose, the future for this Manchester City side now. And we'll start with the man at the helm, Pep Guardiola, because you know, reports out today, I see that he plans to end his time at Manchester City when his deal expires in about two years' time. Now that they've reached the promised land, as I say, they've done this um, treble now, winning the Premier League, the FA Cup and the Champions League. What will his ambitions be between now and the end of his contract? Well, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily bank that he will. Th- I mean, the, the thing about Guardiola is he's so intense and puts himself under such pressure that every season is almost saying, oh, he, like he's, he's exhausted. I mean, this happened to Barcelona and because of his own personal connection, he was going to feel him more. But there's always that sense that he might walk away at the end. But then obviously it gets to the end of the season and he, he stays. And with it, I actually think he would have been more likely to go had they not won it weirdly. Because I think it might, it might have got to that sense. I mean, obviously, we all know he's wanted the Champions League above anything else to reclaim it for the first time since 2011. And he, you do wonder whether, had they not won it this time, he would have gone, well, will I ever do it? Whereas now, having won it, and from everything here from people close to him, because, I mean, Guardiola, he has an ego. It, it might be a bit more internalised than, say, Jose Mourinho's. But, I mean, all top managers have to have some sort of ego. He's got, he's got a big one. 
And he does, he wants to be, he, want, he wants to have the achievements to be seen as, as the best ever. And to do that, well, what's the best way to do that as well as so many leagues? It's to break the Champions League record. And from what we're told, he wants to go and win his fourth Champions League and his fifth, and, his, and the fifth would obviously be more than anyone. Currently, Carlo Ancelotti has four, one more than Guardiola. And three was the mark for so long. But it was Bob Paisley was the only manager that had it for years until Zidane matched him. Um, Ancelotti's gone past that. And of course, Ancelotti had it as well, a three for a while. And Guardiola, I suppose, the feeling would be that's where he wants to sit. And I think... I mean, although I have to say, we're in, this, we're in a situation now. I mean, one of the things with Guardiola at City, he basically, he, there'll be no other job he could go to where the per, the conditions could be as perfect as they are. Well, I mean, the entire club is built on me because that's what they can do is basically an Abu Dhabi project. Yeah. Uh, and it, it gives him a certain serenity and means that he's got a great launch pad every season. And now they've broken the wall of winning the Champions League. I can well see them back at, at Wembley next year and Munich the year after that. We could be talking about retaining it in three in a row. I think actually winning it was such, getting, was such a massive psychological barrier in that regard. And and from Mark, uh, from the players' perspective, then you know you won plenty of trophies during your playing career. I mean, how difficult did it, is it for a team of superstar players like they are, as you were back in the day too, Mark, to then go into a new season having done the treble and to motivate themselves to go on and potentially defend <coughs> those competitions. Oh, Frank, I'm telling you that the, the, the motivation is the fact that you've won mm. all those competitions because once once you have a taste of it, you just want more and more and more. And you've also, you know, you've, you've convinced yourself you can cope with it. You know, whether it's a one-off final like obviously at the weekend for City or the 42 games that it used to be for us in the league, and and you just you, you, you just get in a mindset where is and you look around the dressing room, you look at the players that you're playing with, outstanding players, and you think. Why, why can't we go on and do it? Obviously, you need to have a little bit of luck, but you'll find that everybody will be driven. You know, they will, they will all say, come the start of the season, all those City players, if they're asked, what do you want to do this year? But well, why can't we win another treble? Mm-hmm. What, what's, what's the problem? And that's, that's exactly the way they will be. They might have a couple of new players. Uh, the manager's had a month off. And, and off you go again. That's, that's the way that football is at that level. Okay, look, that's all we have time for today. Um, Mark Lawrence and Miguel Delaney, thank you uh, both for joining us on that. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.